0: podcast p-o-d-c-a-s-t let's do, do a, a podcast p-o-d-c-a-s-t, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. A... all right i don't know a spell. group effort on that one do you used to get what i was going for yes. I, I i got the impression it was like a grade school cheerleading group it was the back girl song
1: yeah have some respect over there oh. up
0: this is bananas
1: B A N A N A. I don't
0: know. Got me thinking of like that. Go bananas. Go go, go, go bananas.
1: bananas. Peel <laughs> like bananas cheerleading. Peel peel banana. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> what, that's what it. got me thinking of. I don't know. I don't yeah, know what to tell you. Enough, I mean, I just remember losing my absolute crap whenever that cheer came oh, on. Yeah, you know, so It's like I got to really took, send it as took a thirteen-year-old high school
2: basketball pretty seriously.
0: Well, this isn't bananas. This is the Gems of History podcast. I am your host, Jacob Shop. And with me, as always, I have Mark Steinbrenner.
2: Hey, what's going on, everybody?
0: And Evan Roosh.
1: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I, was I sense a little plagiarism going <laughs> I was like, there. what can I say, what can I say? And I just looked at Mark like, oh, <laughs> and <that's laughs> nailed that's it. Fair.
0: How are you guys doing today?
2: Um, I'm quite well. In fact, I am at an elite level of happiness.
1: Good. Whoa, all That's right. Very yeah. good. Well. good. Yeah. I'm just going to come in here with my complaints. It's a little cold outside. <laughs> it is very cold um, outside. guessing most of our listeners are probably up here in the chilly white north.
0: Yeah, we're all in Wisconsin right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've ever actually mentioned that on the show, but... No, I don't think so. It's so cold, man, people. It's, it's very cold. cold. So I was telling Evan this when I got here before I came downstairs, but I, the parking spot that I usually take outside someone else took it so i had to park on the other side of the complex and i brought all my stuff in parked over there ran all the way around the complex to get to his front door realized i forgot my phone had to run all the way back around and then go get my phone and come back again and by the time i got to like the front door again my whole face is like frozen I would not wow. blamed
1: you if you just like would have hopped in your car, like sent me and Mark a text, like we can't do it tonight. Yeah, so, yeah. podcast over. <laughs> Sorry, guys, podcast <laughs> is in, canceled. Uh, heck, no, that should here. just make
2: the people appreciate what what you go through, Jacob. to
0: I, Make this happen. Th- I am really putting an effort here yeah. to like, mm-hmm. make this show lots of it can be. blood,
1: sweat, and tears for mm-hmm. our uh, for our listeners and our followers on social media. A uh, quick plug: uh, Gems of History podcast on both Instagram and Twitter. Yeah,
0: yeah. there we go. All right. So yeah, today we're. Gonna have a little year and review episode on the good old 2020 year to remember for sure.
2: I don't know if anyone will say 2020 and then good old uh, combined with it.
1: I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only you right now will probably ever say that. I mean, like, I just remember 2019 going to 2020, thinking, and I'm definitely guilty of this being like new decade. I'm totally gonna like read more. I'm going to go out more. I'm gonna travel more. And then none of that happened. Um, two of those things are my fault. But what the about the first one? What, was yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah was you kinda got to get screwed on that <laughs> one. It's yeah. just funny you started out with the uh, read
2: more as like 2020 screwed you Dude, I, legit, like, well, I legit. Actually, even, there's a lot of
1: time. Huh? I had a... Uh, uh, what's it called? A Kindle, I think. An Amazon Kindle or whatever. Do they still make those? Got it. Uh, signed up for Audible. Did not touch it for probably nine <laughs> months. And then like... I, So it's a subscription service, so... So you're just paying for it? Oh, I paid like $10 for the last nine months for something I've never touched. The two books I downloaded were The Chronicles of Narnia, the entire series. Solid. And then the first Harry Potter book. Okay. Which I've read both already. Yeah, so basically you you went with what you know you (laughs) like. So you paid
0: $90 for... What are there? Just
1: to learn about Edmund and Lucy and Aslan. So,
2: I guess my issue with things like Amazon Kindle or whatever—I like the smell of a book. I, 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 it, I, I, I know no, it's weird. I know, I know it's a little weird, but like no, I—I I enjoy how a book smells, and reading it on a digital device doesn't hit. quite It just—it just, the same. It just mm-hmm.
0: feels better to be able to physically turn a page. That while too. It. It, no, all around the smell, yeah. the feel of turning a page. There's a sense of accomplishment there. Well, and plus, you don't have to stare at your screen for yeah. like, hours on end, because with a book, you have that, like, it's not bright, it's dull pages, yeah. not mm-hmm. dull pages, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I just, I can't explain There's an experience there that is almost being missed out on yeah. if you don't have it. I've been trying the past couple weeks to set aside an hour before I go to bed, where I'll read one of the books that I got, because I've been trying to read the books for, like, research for the show, and... I haven't taken notes on any of it yet, but I've been trying to like read through them first sure. and then go back to it, mark where I need to go back to. But
1: Yeah, same. I mean, my topic, Pickett's Charge, episode three, was actually, I mean, the idea came from a book that I read uh, from Christmas, and apparently that's the only chapter I read because that's the only thing that kind of stuck out, but <laughs> we're working on it. Listeners, we're going to dive back into that book and hopefully get some uh, some content out of that in the book that i did not write (laughs) for sure
0: all right so to start off this 2020 review uh we're gonna kind of go in chronological order i found a couple websites that have pretty good lists that encompass most of what happened throughout the year one's from the new york post and the other is from visualcapitalist.com so shout out to both of them for these articles And the first thing that they have listed on both of them was the Australian bushfires, which I honestly forgot happened in 2020.
2: Which speaks to how long 2020 was. When I, because I, you know, spoiler, Evan and I both read the articles because Jacob put them out for us to read ahead of time.
1: Yeah, so not our fault.
2: Yeah, but I completely forgot that was in 2020. That year was so long and horrible.
1: I know, like all of. I mean, the entire continent was just on fire. Yeah. So, I mean, it it really was just a super, super long year.
0: They have listed in here the scale of it, and it was like 47 million acres were burned, I think is what the number was. And I looked up like some sort of comparison to what we could put it into terms of. So, 47 million acres is roughly the entire state of Wisconsin plus the entire state of New Jersey. That's how much was burned. That's insane. I also was, wow. like, equal to, or maybe even more than, like, Cuba.
2: Yeah, which it, is is just, more, it is more it than Cuba. More than Cuba. Cuba. Yeah.
1: So, that's just <laughs> terrible. That's just, just terrible. the thing. Like, I never even thought about how big, like, A, Australia is, and P, just how much of it was on fire all at once. Granted,
2: most of Australia is pretty uninhabitable.
1: I, uh... I'm in a music group
0: on Facebook, and I haven't been on Facebook very often recently, but I posted in that group because there's a lot of Australians in the group, and I asked for personal experiences. So I got a few responses, and uh, one guy, he said, it killed one billion animals. People outside Australia don't realize how big Australia is. You thought the 2019 Californian wildfires were big. These were 80 times that size. Just the size of our country is ridiculous. I live in the same state as the Great Barrier Reef, and if I was to drive there, it's 19 hours. Wow. And he lives in the same state as the Great Barrier Reef. That just shows how expansive the area is in Australia.
1: That's insane. And 1 billion, 1 billion, like B? 1 billion animals. That's that's nuts.
0: terrible.
2: You know, you know what's crazy? You hear a bunch of humans die, and you're like, "Wow, that's really sad." You hear a billion animals die, and you're like, "What injustice?" Yeah, I, I know, I right?
1: Crying the club over here, just yeah. all those koalas and kangaroos. I saw,
0: yeah, one of the pictures on there was like a burned ko- koala. And I'm I was looking like, at it wow, right why now. Why are we not? Have you seen the necessary? videos of the guys loading koalas into cars and stuff? There's a video of know. this guy. He literally had like 11 koalas in the front and back of his car, trying to get him away from the fires as they came out of the forest. Well, it's not like they're about Holy to God. run away
2: from him. I think koalas are pretty slow, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, But it was cool to see videos like that where like, you could tell everyone was trying to help out for the same cause kind of thing. Gosh,
2: it makes me so sad. Uh, in reverse, saying koalas are so slow. Can you imagine a fire coming at a koala? It's right, like exactly. It's in slow motion. That's so sad.
0: So another guy said he lives near Sydney, Australia, a little bit inland. And from his personal experience, he said it was unbearably hot all the time. The air was just dense smoke, and the sky in almost every direction was bright red. As dramatic as it is to say, it literally felt like the apocalypse. For scale, as well, Katoomba, where he lives, is to Sydney is 62 miles, and it was a, a couple. These were only a couple of the hundreds of fires that were burning, and the only reason his house didn't burn down is because they ended up having, luckily. A bunch of torrential rain in the sydney areas that put a lot of it out so he was like right in the middle he posted a map and he was the little circle on the map he was right in the middle of two giant patches of where the fires were and it's insane how lucky he got in his case but i know a lot of people weren't as lucky so it's crazy uh so yeah, forty-seven million acres burned, displaced thousands of people and killed at least thirty-four, according to this New York Post article. So I mean thirty-four, it's not great, but it also could have been way worse considering yeah the extensive damage. So
2: I don't know. It breaks your heart. And and also speaks to how bad 2020 is. I mean, when you can think of something like these wildfires, wildfires in Australia as almost when did that happen again was that in 2019 that goes mm-hmm. show you how bad 2020
0: was
1: yeah that was topic number one so let's yeah. start guys
0: yeah there's uh in this other article the visual capitalist one it shows a bar graph of the record bushfire damage before this one so this one got over 5 million hectares i think is how you say it of land i don't know sure. if i'm pronouncing that right but the, so, this one got over 5 million, and the biggest one before that was like 2003, and it didn't even get over 2 million. So, this was over double as big as that. That's Man. scary. Yeah, that's, that's not scary. Great.
2: I mean, it also, to a certain extent, I hate to put it like this, but it makes you think about how people are so isolated in what they're personally experiencing or what's going on in their life. Yeah, for as bad as the wildfires there were, we'll never be able to fully understand as the people giving their interpretation of what they experienced because it just didn't affect us. And I know that's a that's a sad thing to say, but it's just
0: the truth. Well, and we don't live like in California or anything, so we sure. don't even know what regular wildfires in the U.S. No, are like, no. so we have nothing to compare And I'm to. thankful for that. Right, I, exactly. I don't want
2: to experience that, but at the same time, it is to a certain extent like they're telling us how bad it is, and in the immediate – um, currently it sounds very bad, but in five years now, from now, while I think about it, probably not. And it has affected these people for the rest of their lives. Right. It's mm-hmm. just really sad, but it is what it is, I guess. Yeah.
0: So after that, we had, uh, in early January, we had the airstrike that incinerated the car of General Kasim Soleimani. Think is how you pronounce it. Um, uh, Jacob,
1: I did see that uh, you skipped over Meghan Markle and the one Prince left the royal family uh, uh, in the timeline. Oh, big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people that is a big I'm deal. I mean, I don't yeah, even yeah, know I mean, the Prince's I, name, I just know that I really don't Prince know Harry, isn't it
0: Prince Harry? Is it Harry Styles? Yep, it is Prince Harry. They stepped down as senior royals. I don't know what that means, though.
2: I've never understood the royal family's significance and why people care, particularly in the United States. I mean, over in England, maybe. But this here, is just
0: our ignorance coming through because we have no idea how that system works. So.
2: Ignorance or brilliance
0: that we don't care?
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure they're just figureheads. Yeah, that's what I think,
0: they're, too. So, I mean, I don't they know can't how just much... like,
1: stroll into Parliament and be like, you know what, double the taxes, you Bad. know?
0: Yeah, good for them. They did their own thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the U.S. got one of Iran's most powerful military strategists. So, Mark, I don't know if you want to speak on this a little more because you were a military guy. I don't know if you know much about this specific thing that happened because I don't know personally all that much. So.
2: I definitely do know about it uh I don't and know how- a fair amount regarding it. I won't get into like too in depth, obviously. I guess it comes down to did you think it was worth it or not as far as potential retaliation? I know in the moment wouldn't happen, there was a lot of political uprise as far as or People upset about it regarding
0: whether or not Iran would retaliate, yeah, and whether or not it was worth there's it. There's a ton of talks. People saying, it, "Oh, it's only January and World War III is already starting." Right, yeah, I, I know. Remember, like, all the World War III in, memes yeah, were absolutely yeah, hilarious. So, we
1: started in January of 2020, being like World War III. Yeah, the meme somehow it got worse. I know <laughs> the
2: meme community is elite though they can make oh, yeah. anything serious funny the instantly. meme community
0: was like the salve on the wound for that entire yeah. year yeah oh
1: 100 so
0: here's
2: what i will say about that though obviously an evil man deserved to die i mean from the intel community side of things without saying anything i can't say he was horrible so i don't sympathize that he's gone what ultimately people were discussing is whether or not it was worth that put potential repercussions of iran retaliating but just to be clear the united states could wipe iran off the face of the earth if we cared to but that's not the point a lot of people also say that but that's not the point just because you can do something doesn't make it really something you yeah can i mean the
1: make. whole last episode was just talking about the big bombs that yeah the world has yeah that so we have too.
2: i guess it came down to was it worth the potential retaliation I, in in hindsight, it was because Iran's retaliation was two absolute misses on a, a base well, in or on a. Go ahead. James. I, I, I was just gonna
0: based off of that. I was just gonna say the article also mentions that I uh, they Iran admitted that they mistakenly shot down a Ukrainian jet and killed 176 people. So yeah,
1: that's kind of on them. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even know about that part.
2: Yeah, and they did. They did shoot. Twice at a uh, couple of missiles at a um, U.S. military facility, but didn't kill anybody. And part of that is Iran's not that competent, and part of it is maybe we got lucky, but at the end of the day, I think history will show it was worth taking him out, but in the moment, it didn't maybe feel like that to people because we didn't know what the cost would be. Right, But the cost ended up being pretty much nothing, so. hmm I mean, again, this isn't related to that passenger jet that was shot shot down, because that's just terrible, but
0: Iran's pretty incompetent, so. So, next, the biggest one, debatably, of the whole thing that we're still dealing with now is the coronavirus. Sure. Mm -hmm. Which popped up in February in China and eventually made its way across the Earth and... Is still affecting the U.S. and I know Britain and some of the European countries are really getting hit hard again with it so it hasn't got away and I know part of that is lack of leadership from some of the countries the U.S. included we didn't really have a good response initially to it so that kind of hurt us in the long run but yeah it's
1: yeah I mean kind of To your point where you said like the lack of a great response, it's honestly probably just kind of our mindset now as Americans. But when we first, I remember specifically when COVID first came, quote unquote, on the scene, I don't know how else to phrase that, Um, I honestly did not, no one expected it to be to the capacity that it is now. Like I honestly thought like there's no way that this disease and across the world can ever... You know, get here and have this much of an impact on every industry, every company, every individual, in the entire world. And if you think about it, I don't know, I mean, obviously, we we're a history podcast, but, like, I don't know if there's ever been an event other than the Black Plague that's had such a rock to, you know, everyone in the world's daily lives.
0: Maybe not on a global
2: scale. I mean, there's yeah, been other diseases. Like global, I mean, Spanish flu, polio, the, yeah, the SARS epidemic. Arguably, diseases less. I don't. I, I
1: don't All right, never mind what I said.
2: Apolo- <laughs> apologies to people who are affected by these because I don't know who was, but I mean, maybe these are less contagious than COVID. I think that's maybe where it comes in. Maybe COVID is mm-hmm. more contagious, but less severe on the average yeah. scale. Because I mean, if you're, I don't care if you're 24, you get polio. Sorry, dude. Like, that's
0: rough. So, I mm-hmm. mean, that's probably where
2: it comes from. So, maybe COVID's more dangerous from a contagion yeah,
0: level. Yeah, because I think the most relatable one before, like, in recent history was the SARS epidemic. Sure. If, I, if I'm remembering correctly, I don't know. I'm not fact checking myself. Do we know,
1: like, which decade that happened? In? I want to
0: say it was the early 1900s that it happened. And okay. it was actually, I think, COVID is considered a SARS variant. Oh, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. So it's similar to that virus, and that's like the most relatable for what we're going through. So, I mean, that is confidence in the fact that we know they made it through it back then, so eventually this will be contained and will be dealt with, but it's just a matter of when and how.
1: I truly wonder, like, we talked, you said that was early 1900s. I believe
0: so, but don't quote me on that because I haven't looked it up. I
1: honestly wonder, like, how did and I'm assuming they quarantined as well back then, maybe not to the same scale, but I just kind of wonder what people did with their time to get through that in quarantine. Like, I'm thinking about now, I mean, we have all this technology. I mean, us three, we played, you know, Xbox like crazy, so there still was a way to connect with humans. In some ways, But back then, I mean, there was almost not any way to connect with a human other than the people that you live with if you were truly quarantined like 100 years ago.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So current numbers according to worldometers.info on the coronavirus there is currently as of February 6, 2021, uh 105,873,767 coronavirus cases, 2,306,982 of those resulted in deaths and i know there's a lot of controversy on how they're calculating the deaths on whether the people actually died from the virus or something else and they're counting it as that but we're not going to get too much into that right now uh the currently infected almost 100 percent are in mild condition 0.04 are in serious or critical condition which is still 105,000 people so it's not a great statistic but it is...
2: Significant enough that it matters. Right, certainly. exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Percentage-wise, yeah. it doesn't sound bad, but looking at the scale of how big it is, it, it can still can still end very badly for sure. Those people. Sure. And
2: no else. one likes to be sick. I mean, I think that it comes back to the contagion part of it. I mean, I don't like to be sick now. I wouldn't like to be sick when I'm 70 years old. Sickness sucks, and it's just, you know, obviously more dangerous for the elderly, but I don't know. It's significant from the standpoint of our maybe our immune systems haven't been faced with it before, and... I prefer not to have it.
0: So luckily, I personally haven't had too many people that I know, family and friends-wise, that have been really affected by the coronavirus too seriously, so I've been lucky on that end. I don't know about you guys, but...
1: Yeah, I did have a couple people close to me, uh, close family members, get the COVID, or get the coronavirus. Um, I mean, they luckily they were kind of in a good enough state of health uh, before they got it to not be affected by it too much. Um, But I know that's a completely different story for other people with like pre-existing conditions and like all the other stuff. So um, yeah, it's great. I mean, it still did have a good effect on them uh, from what they said. Um, But yeah,
0: I think the scariest part about the pre-existing conditions thing is you could have something underlying that really hasn't affected you up to this point in your life that you don't know about oh, that could just be exacerbated exponentially by getting it and then it affects you way worse than you would have been if you didn't or if you knew about it kind of thing. But
1: Yeah, I'm just thinking about to your point, Jacob, like the last time I was at the I can't even remember the last time I actually went to the doctor. Like, not in years, so like theoretically, people our age that could have really been affected by COVID probably had no idea that they had those pre existing conditions. Um, if something developed, you know, since last time they were, they visited their doctor, like got checked up.
0: So speaking of the doctor, when I, this all started, it was probably April, maybe even March when like the first lockdown started happening in the U S my inhaler ran out. So I had to get a refill. So I went to Walgreens to like re up it and they're like, Oh, you got to go do your checkup to get your prescription re- like refilled. So, they made me go to the doctor like during the coronavirus when it was just starting. They're like, Yeah, just go get to just get my asthma. Inhaler when it first refilled. dropped its uh, first album. Yeah, I was just like, What a time to have to go to the doctor to just get my inhaler refilled that I don't even need for my daily life. I just have because mm-hmm. I have sports asthma. So, I don't know when it's going to act up. But. I just thought it was ironic that that was the the time that they chose for me to have to go back and do it. but
1: Right, like they can't make an exception. Yeah, right. Like given the circumstances.
0: But what about you, Mark? I don't know if you've had... Well, I've had
2: um for a couple of family members pass away this past year. So, like for example, my uncle passed away, and COVID was listed on this thing. I don't know how it affected him, so I won't get into it because I don't know that it actually is a determining factor, but I do think fundamentally COVID, I mean, if you already got, as everyone's going to put on, if you already got things going on, it certainly can't help. Wherever you stand on it, it certainly can't help. So from that standpoint, while my immediate family hasn't really been impacted too much, we've had people who have had it and they got sick. It was not pleasant. Um, the average person would certainly not want to have to deal with it if they didn't have to. That's always going to be true. I didn't have anyone in my family impacted to the point where it was extremely concerning. Um, I have a father who's um, got some pre-existing conditions that would not be conducive with COVID. So I've been afraid of it from the standpoint of bringing it home. That's always been a concern. But I have been very uh, blessed from the standpoint of no one in my immediate family has been uh, tremendously hurt by it. So,
0: yeah, we've all gotten fairly lucky as far as that goes. I know a lot of people can't say the same, and our hearts go out to all those people that were more severely affected, and luckily all of us have been able to either work from home or work throughout this, so we have it better than most people, and I'm grateful for that, Mm -hmm. so to everyone out there struggling, it will get better, just hang in there, do your best to say stay stay safe, stay healthy. Um,
1: Yeah, very well put.
0: What else? Yeah. What else so, happened in 2020? Yeah. <laughs> Along with COVID, there was a lot of factors that kind of trickled down from COVID happening, which one of the biggest ones was the stock market took a huge dive. Oh, no, one, of the, kidding. one of the biggest dives in history. And it actually mattered for us now because we are into the stock market oh, a little I, bit. When,
1: like, when the stock market did quote-unquote crash, I mean, that's when I actually started doing, like, my own trading, here, like, yep. day trading. I would start, like, my first hour of the day just looking at stocks who I wanted to buy, and then I kind of realized, like, it's such a gamble, like, no matter what stock you buy, even the, these huge companies like Disney, who have been around forever, I and mean, obviously they were affected a ton because parks closed down, cruise ships, their cruise ships uh, closed down. Like, just kind of entering that world um, was kind of neat. And granted, again, it obviously sucks that pretty much the entire stock market crashed. Yeah. Obviously, but it was cool to kind of get involved with it using like stimulus checks to almost help a little bit. Yeah, it you know, must with be nice companies.
0: that you got your stimulus checks. I still haven't gotten either of mine. You got a nice Seriously? you got a nice uh tax refund I coming know, up I, though. I probably. better get them on yeah, this you tax better. Return. I didn't know that. No, yeah, well. no, something was messed up on my tax form, so that ended up not getting the first one. And then I was hoping that since I amended it, I would get the second one, but I haven't. And apparently there's gonna be a form to fill out on tax return to get that figured out. So hopefully that works out. But mm-hmm. be one heck of a tax return. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> If you see me at the club, just my own no business. <laughs> at the club, oh, yeah. Which club? Yeah, those you know, drive-through Wisconsin? strip That's... clubs. Did you see those?
1: Oh. oh my god, not in person, but oh, did you man. guys?
0: Do you see pictures of those? What the drive-through strip clubs? So no. Oh, okay. Oh, man, when it's...
1: I heard the so mark, I thought you were about to just. Dive oh yeah, into I a went to story. one. <laughs> I was about to
2: get in, into the whole scene, but no. Yeah. Oh, you're about was... to go
1: into the. You're about to lay into the scene. Are you just? It was so. Just f- leaving hey, Yelp, Yelp-, leaving Yelp reviews. It was really, so funny seeing pictures of yeah. that. It's,
0: it's like one of those like collapsible wedding tents with all the sides on it and then there's just like set up stripper poles and people are literally just in their car driving through it's like well, well, you literally couldn't just sit at home and not do this and spend <laughs> less money you really had to do this yeah
1: you can yeah. only play so much Fortnite in call of duty jacob like you out. hey You're hey out
0: no judgment to the people that did it's just i can't personally fathom being able to do that for my own personal
1: i mean i'm I mean, it is hilarious. Just like it's you just think funny. of the aspect of drive-through and like all these different restaurants, like adapted like delivery services that never did. They adapted like curbside pickup, you know, all these different things to get their product to their customers. And then you just think like strip clubs innovating and being like drive-through. There
0: was a gentleman's <laughs> club. I don't remember where it was. Oh, but th- club. Yeah. they, uh, Actually, adapted like a food delivery service for the food that they serve at their establishment, and they called it Boober Eats. And so they had the the strippers or the female dancers from the club delivering food like in their outfits. And Uber actually like filed a claim against them because of their name, and I was like,
1: "That's just let the people do it." That's marketing genius. Exactly. That's hilarious. I thought it was hilarious, but I would love to see like their demographics on the people that ordered, right? Just- <laughs> 16 up, yeah, I mean, 16. <laughs> just only like 16 to like 21 year olds, like oh. very, very neat yeah. market, right? I feel like it'd be the old men. I don't know, man.
2: Anytime <laughs> I've been at a bar, it's always the old men who are hitting on these like bartenders <laughs> that are clearly not going for it. So I don't know. I <laughs> feel like I don't know, it's the old man buying that kind of stuff. I could see it. <laughs> so
0: with the market crash, the S&P 500 dropped 30%, and it was the fastest 30% decline ever recorded. And the biggest industries, they kind of made an acronym for it called Beach Stocks, which was booking entertainment and live events, airlines, cruises and casinos, and hotels and resorts. So places that you really get into a lot of contact with people or that facilitate getting to those places are really the ones that got hit really hard, like Mm -hmm. live events and travel industry. So yeah, there's that.
2: You know, this is the only part of the coronavirus that was a blessing in disguise. I think for a lot of people, I think it showed a lot of previously unexperienced um, individuals, how to invest, what, what defines a good time to start investing and what the stock market is all about. I talked to more people about the stock market after the COVID crash than I had any time previously. On top of that, when I initially saw it having some parents who are currently um, kind of hovering on that retirement range, it actually seemed like a pretty scary thing, but what Jacob hasn't gotten to yet is just how quick the recovery was So it actually was an ideal time. It's actually it It wasn't as scary. It was a scary fall, but not a scary recession. Yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. it's actually on this list too. The how fast the market recovered was historically like the fastest ever recorded. So that's a good thing, I guess, is the fact that it did recover quickly.
1: But Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just thinking to Mark's point, like the conversations about the stock market, that's something us just us three have never really talked about. Ever because like, why would we before this? It was pretty much just like, let's talk about Xbox and farts. Right. But now it's like, no, we're talking about stonks, Yeah, we've had multiple conversations
0: about this where we were like, we did not envision ourselves sitting around in your basement. No. Talking about the stock market.
1: Like, what?
2: (laughs) You guys don't want to thank Elon Musk for that,
1: too? Yeah. Didn't he just drop a ton? Sorry to get off topic. Didn't he just drop a ton of money into like one of those cryptocurrencies, like Doge Dogecoin? Doge. What is Dogecoin? Doge. It
0: literally it's was a meme a, coin. Yeah, it literally started as a joke and had like nothing really backing it. But now people are starting to go for it just because. Why
1: not? You're telling me that like I can invest in memes. I did more That's, or less.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, thank Elon. went right. back up. Elon. That's amazing. Okay, so you know Elon <laughs> actually is in the market. Or does things from the sense of, sends rockets to space, right? He had one of a picture of one of his rockets next to the moon. And obviously that's really funny because all these GameStop things kept saying like, hashtag to the moon. I just think that's so funny. Elon just, for as crazy as he is and for as much as you might hate him or love him, He gets gets what this movement is about, and it is funny. The
0: funniest thing, too, is how he tried to skirt around actually deliberately naming companies when he would tweet about stock market stuff. So he tweeted about Dogecoin before the past couple days, and he just posted a magazine cover with this dog dressed in like super fancy clothes, and it was called Doge. And so everyone's just like, well, I guess he's getting into Dogecoin. And it's so funny to see how he maneuvers his way around deliberately like giving stock information on his social medias. He does kind amazing. of enjoy
2: the little guy. He yeah. Does. He does. Yeah.
0: So along with COVID as well, a lot of people had to adapt to either working from home or the lockdown life where you really couldn't go out unless it was for necessities like groceries and stuff like that. So I know Evan had to adapt to working from home. I, being in the trade industry, we had a contract that made us essential to stay at work. So I've been working in person throughout, obviously wearing my mask and everything, but a lot of people have been adapting. So I don't know for you how that has really been a change for you.
1: I mean, the 100% when it first started. So we, my company, we, not my company, the company I work for. Sure. Oh, uh, we, news break. Yep. Yeah, over, Mr. CEO. CEO. Yeah. yeah. It's like, get out of here. This is mine now. I said on my podcast. um, The company I worked for, we started working from home. I believe it was mid-March. It was right before March Madness kicked off. And the experience of working from home at first, like, it's... I mean, obviously, I don't mean to come off as complaining everyone because, like, I still had a job, still was able to right, right, right. do everything. I mean, it was an initial shock because, like, you have relationships with people at work. Like, you have conversations. And you get to see people every day. I mean, there were so many days working from home. Where like I wouldn't I would go from like eight to like five, just not even like saying words on some days. I mean, that was rare because working from home, like meetings, did go up, and like just not seeing people. It was it was weird at first. I mean, at this point, like completely used to it. It's fine, no big deal. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it was it was weird. But, and like you guys know, as soon as, uh, cause that's when Warzone dropped, of course, like at 4.01 or like 5.01 when we got done with work, or like yep. I got done with work, immediately just switched over to Xbox and immediately started playing with my bud. So it getting really the, wasn't.
0: Getting the Snapchat videos of you cracking beers like immediately after you clocked out of work. So, yep. so confirmed, again, Activision again. caused COVID, Four. I think. Oh wait! I forgot to tell you guys about my COVID conspiracy. Oh, let's get with. it right now. Okay, okay. I came up with it this. It took wall. You thirty-six minutes to get into a conspiracy. <laughs> Who are you? Just <laughs> okay. So I came up with this at work. So we all know the Earth is flat, right? Well, that that uh, was decided
2: long ago. hundred
0: percent true. So the Earth true. is flat geographically. China is on the eastern side of the flat Earth, so it originated in China geographically. And since it's an airborne type of virus, some for some parts of it, it is debated whether it's airborne or droplets from your spit or whatever. But since it started on the eastern side, all they had to do was get a giant fan in space, blow it all this way, and then that's how it got over here. And think about it. New Zealand and Australia, they didn't get affected as bad. Pfft, everyone says it's because they locked down and did things well. But I think it's just because they weren't in the direct line of fire of this fan.
1: Pretty sure the uh, they couldn't use the fan for the fires in Australia? Just like blow it into the sea? <laughs> no, it's not like, their what? fan. It's China's fan. Oh, it's China's fan. Yeah. Got see? it, got it, got it.
0: See, China blew it all this way, but the fan didn't rotate. It wasn't an oscillating fan. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a box fan? Yeah. It's just, yeah a giant box, box fan, fan yeah, yeah. in space blowing a virus across the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I combined a lot of different theories in there. <laughs> really you heard it, the you're really connecting all the dots f- over there. First, folks. flat earthers, look out!
2: Yeah. <laughs> What's next for 2020? Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, just like, like pretty great. it's
1: like at the start, they had it to like setting like three, like the max setting. It's yeah. Like, you know what? They've kind of had enough. that just turn it down, like two. Well, and because it one.
0: hit, it hit Europe first hit italy really hard and then it hit us so obviously the fan just just blowing it little by little
1: again like people listening would just be like oh and jacob said obviously yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> i've been thinking about making a drinking game where anytime you listen to this show anytime i say obviously you have to drink because i realized how much i say obviously hey, at least you actually now. have a there's word there's no
1: sober listeners anymore. <laughs> yeah. everyone's gonna get hammered listening at least this. you have like a word like you could do the same thing with me and just be like, um, oh, uh, mm, but
0: <laughs> I think that's everyone knows. to be fair. Uh, along with COVID too, a lot of people lost their jobs as we kind of, uh, got to a little bit and then U S passed the cares act, which gave out the $1,200 stimulus checks, which we talked about a little bit as
1: well. Can we back up to uh kind of like lockdown? Yeah, go period? for it. Did you guys during that, you know, do anything kind of like out of the ordinary? Like, did you try to like listen to new music? Did you like watch new shows that you didn't before? So I'm just thinking like reflecting upon my time and just in quarantine, I asked and you, I asked you two as well, just like new music artists, like, did you find any ways to maybe kind of broaden your scope a little bit? Because I know. I asked Jacob uh, for music recommendations and he hooked me up with a little Danny Warsnop, which is like one of my favorite artists now. And Mark literally, when I asked him, he made an entire playlist through Apple music and just was probably my favorite week in lockdown, just because I had all these music suggestions. So did you guys like do anything like that? Do you do anything new or different?
2: Well, I gotta say, obviously being blessed to not be affected directly by COVID, all that, significantly from a health perspective COVID was a blessing from a standpoint of 2020 was my last full year in the military as these as Evan and Jacob would obviously already know and it caused a lot more interaction digitally through platforms such as Xbox on Call of Duty, Warzone or whatever that maybe otherwise maybe it would have but probably not as significantly, significantly would not have otherwise transpired and I got to hang out online with my friends while away from home in the military in a way that maybe otherwise just would not have been possible. And I am so appreciative for that fact. So I would say a blessing in disguise COVID proved to be for how I was able to stay interactive with some of my friends uh, during
0: 2020. You being in the Navy gave me an excuse to play video games. Yeah. I felt weird every time at work when people would ask me, like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? I'd be like, well, probably going to stay up till 3 a.m. playing Xbox with my <laughs> yeah. friend. Who's, but he's in the Navy, so yeah. it's the only time I can communicate with him, you know? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> we would, like,
2: pre-schedule out our our late-night gaming events. It was great. Um, it truly was incredible, yeah. but So that was a big one. I also noticed how incredible it is you tell americans that they have to stay inside or quarantine they started to all of a sudden people who never would have gone outside as often all of a sudden were like i gotta get out there you know to some extent that's true and then sometimes not even i don't even necessarily mean in in bad or negative ways i mean in healthy ways i saw when i'd go on my runs you know three four times a week a lot of people on the bike trails or whatever have you People outside getting some exercise or enjoying themselves. So I would say it was another way that I saw not only myself, but other people get out or transition in the age of COVID is not interacting in in group settings because you you weren't supposed to and you shouldn't. But getting outside, get some fresh air in a healthy way that wasn't interacting with others, um, that got you outside of kind of being locked in, in a sense.
1: Yeah, 100%. I just know from my experience, I ran. Like, a whole lot more. Yeah. Just because, like, I couldn't go to the gym. So did I, yeah. Something like that. And it was... You need it, because... Listening to all that music. What's that? So Listening to all that music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had to do something.
0: (laughs) I mean, for me personally, like I said, I didn't have to work from home or anything, so my daily routine during the week didn't change too much, because since I start work so early, routinely... I don't do too much during the week at night anyways because I try and get to bed as early as possible, even though I don't most of the time. But I don't think it really changed my normal daily life as much as a lot of other people. But like I said, we played a lot more Xbox, especially while Mark was still abroad, if you want to call it that. Abroad? (laughs) I was was no abroad. Yes, abroad. But... uh, (laughs) Other than that, I mean, I was just trying to like do more work around my house since I've been trying to do a lot of landscaping stuff and all that. So my mom and I did a lot of work in the front yard and stuff. So Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that maybe I wouldn't have done otherwise because I would have been out doing things with friends or whatever. I had more time to focus on that kind of stuff. So that was nice.
1: Kind of to your point, just, you know, at the beginning of the episode I talked about like my New Year's resolutions of like reading books and all that. I remember when Quarantine first hit when it dropped its first album, I um, got I got a Yeah. <laughs> I got I got a table um, from a family friend and my plan was like sand it down, repaint it, make it look just pristine. And it's still like in the back room by the washroom. <laughs> Every time I walk <laughs> back there, I see it. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time you're back there, it's like, wow, that could be like a cool table. Maybe one day. Yeah. But that's just, again, me saying my own, uh, you know, procrastination. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll get to it. But
0: oh, I had a ton of that. Don't worry. Uh, along with all of that happening, we had kind of a big event happened around end of May where we had the death of George Floyd by the police and that sparked a big series of demonstrations across the world that were speaking out for Black Lives Matter movements and ending racial injustices and all of that and I don't know if you guys want to give your takes on that whole thing right away and then I'll give mine at the end But
1: uh yeah, I mean it was I mean, obviously the death of George Floyd, I mean it was recorded on camera and it honestly forced a lot of people to have difficult conversations about race that in this country we've been putting off for years and years.
0: A hundred percent, yeah.
1: And I mean I did have the opportunity excuse me. I did have the opportunity to participate in one of the peaceful protests in Milwaukee, Wisconsin where I'm from and attending that was honestly one of the most beautiful almost the most quote unquote american thing i've ever done because it was again 100% peaceful and i got to learn so much that changed my perspective about i mean almost everything about you know race race relations um I mean, the difference between schooling between myself who had my entire life has been private schooled, um, as opposed to you know the schooling that happens in uh, inner cities like Milwaukee public school system, and just hearing from you know Black Lives Matter activists and leaders in the Milwaukee community was really eye opening. And I we don't need to get com- completely into it if you don't if you guys don't want to. No, but, feel free. I mean, um, it was just so eye opening to hear you know what it's actually all about I mean it's so much deeper than relations with the police like I mentioned it's readjusting how we do our school systems because and just funding those inner city schools to give them a chance to you know those kids to graduate Um, for example in the Milwaukee public school system and forgive me I don't have the exact stats in front of me uh, but in 2015 a similar situation happened where a black man was or a police officer shot a black man. Again, I am I apologize if I don't know the names or the correct stats, but this conversation happened five years ago and as a result of that, I mean, along with other reforms, more money was put into the Milwaukee public school system and the Graduation rates over those past five years have increased by 12%. I mean, if you put that in perspective, it's thousands of kids that now have a chance to, you know, go to college, um, you know, be, I I guess I don't know, like, go to college, like, go into the trades, like, do more. Um, And for everyone listening, like, I will never claim to be, you know, the spokesperson uh, regarding this issue, but just having those conversations was such an important parts for my life, having those conversations with friends, having those conversations with family. it's super important. I mean, it's something that, I mean, right now, even talking with you two, I feel like I'm I mean, obviously this is a safe space, but like I feel kind of flustered because it is a difficult conversation well, to like, have because like, I'll never understand what it means to be you know, a person of color in this country. And so it's important I, to have that empathy and to just listen. No, you're all good. It's just important important to just listen um, to those conversations and have those conversations is so important. Yeah, I
0: to that point, I think it was myself and Mark that actually talked about this when we were playing Xbox One. So it was me and him and our buddy DJ. I believe it was just us three. Maybe there was a couple more guys on, but we, I think we had had a talk regarding how it's so sad to see those scenarios where if a community starts to become more integrated and more black people start moving into a neighborhood and you see the people move out of those neighborhoods. I think that's... This topic gets me so worked out. It's very sad because mm-hmm. when you're moving because of just that factor, that is so deeply rooted in the psyche of some of these people and the psyche of
2: racism it is exactly
0: and it's institutionalized to a point where a lot of these people feel that's what they need to do and that's very alarming Mm -hmm. and i don't mean to speak for everyone because i have my own personal views on this but i just think that that is should be an eye-opening thing for everyone that that should not be happening. We all need to learn to put aside this hate that has somehow festered under the surface for so long and hasn't been addressed, like you said. And I had talked to DJ actually yesterday when I was on Xbox because he had attended one of the demonstrations as well. Mm -hmm. And I just asked him for his personal opinion on it and how he viewed everything. And he said it was one of the best experiences of his life going to this the rally down in Milwaukee as well. And he just said, everyone was there for the same reason. There was so much love and so much positivity, positive vibes. And he said, you could f- feel it in the air, how, how highly emotional it was. There's a lot of positive vibes, obviously, but there's also a lot of anger and justified anger mm-hmm. for what had been going on. And I think with, with, people being cooped up inside and then something like this happening everything just compounded on itself and finally got to that breaking point and i think it's a it's a big thing that needed to be addressed and while there's plenty of other things going on i think this is a should be towards the top of the list of things that needed to be addressed and i i'm glad to see that it did happen and I hope going forward it opens a lot of people's eyes on this on this issue and makes people think about it because I personally used to be more of like the all lives matter kind of thing, but that's because I didn't really know about the whole situation with everything. I And I, I addressed that when it all happened because I had seen so many people saying, you know, silence is violence and all that. And I had been silent and it wasn't because I was purposely ignoring it i just didn't know how to put my thoughts into words kind of a thing and i think the biggest issue is a lot of people don't want to reevaluate their own personal beliefs because then you're admitting that maybe you were wrong this whole time Mm -hmm. and i know it seems like that's something that you should never do because you don't want to show weakness or whatever but admitting you're wrong is actually showing a ton of strength because admitting you're wrong is one of the hardest things to do. It's for... the only way to grow. Exactly. And it's a very hard thing to do. And I understand that. But a lot of people need to look at themselves before they can really speak on a lot of this stuff. And mm-hmm. I, like I said, I'm just giving my personal opinion. So take this for what it's worth. Don't take this as this is law or anything. But I just wanted to speak my piece on it and say that... I had to do a lot of personal reevaluation and little inner inner discovery, I guess you could call it, and it it really opened my eyes to a lot of things I hadn't really put into my focus before. So
1: hundred percent that was really beautifully said.
0: Sorry, that was kind of a long ramble, but
1: No, I mean I think you kind of I think you kinda of addressed the feelings that a lot of people had. I mean, I was I had that same mindset of, you know, all lives matter until you know I actually researched, you know, what the conversation is, you know, what's actually trying to be accomplished here. Right. Um, just listening to plenty of people speak about it on podcasts, I listen to people, you know, webinars, TED talks, all that stuff, and trying to get to the the root of what's trying to be accomplished here. And I think that's the most important thing, and for people listening, I highly, highly encourage you to just do research about, you know, what the conversation is trying to be like, what the end goal is. Um, Cause I mean, like you said, like I mean, my mindset was changed after like attending that event. I mean, it was changed way before then, but like going to that event that I did going to the protest, peaceful protest kind of solidified, you know, my Understanding of you know what's trying to be accomplished, I'll never claim to fully understand the topic because I mean again I'm not a person of color, but just being educated more about the conversation about what's trying to be accomplished, I think was you know a conversation I've never really thought would happen before this year before unfortunately uh, George Floyd uh, passed away,
0: and uh, I don't mean to block Mark out of the conversation or anything and just make this a two way thing I'm not trying to do that but uh i said something when this all happened and i don't remember how i worded it specifically but i had said something along the lines of i used to be all i used to be an all lives matter advocate until i finally looked at it deeper and realized that the reason that they're saying black lives matter instead of all lives matter which is what the biggest opposition to that phrase has been is that these these people don't feel like they're being justly represented in full, and they feel like they've received injustice after injustice throughout the years since way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And that was really what opened my eyes to it. And I just, when I realized that aspect of it, that they personally didn't feel like they had mattered, and you can't. Say the phrase "All lives matter" until it truly is what is happening. Mm -hmm. That is a very sad thing to have to to say, and I understand why these people are so emotional about it. And I hadn't before that, and this this is just me speaking, and I I don't know if anything that I'm saying is actually like reticent of. truth but this is how i understand it and Mm -hmm. if i'm wrong please correct me because once once again i am we're we're none of us are people of color i am ignorant to a lot of the reasons behind a lot of this stuff so just if i am wrong please correct me and i will look into it further and change my views if need be so just that's that's my piece on it so I don't know if, Mark, you wanted to, to speak on it a little bit. <clears throat> well, I come from
2: a slightly different standpoint on it from the stance that I served in the military for six years. And I think that gives individuals a better outlook on racial concepts than maybe any other construct can. In the military, everyone is the same. It doesn't matter what you look like. doesn't matter where you come from. You are no better or worse than anyone else. And it's really very much the rank structure. But again, what you look like doesn't matter. And I think the military did me wonders to show me how little it matters or how little I knew ahead of time where everyone came from. I think for Jacob, Evan, and I, we all – don't necessarily have any racial biases per se. I think we have a lot of less simply uh, interaction with people of different, ba- different backgrounds. I think where we grew up prevented us from a certain standpoint of meeting and interacting with people who give us a different perspective on life. It didn't necessarily give us a bias on those people or a negative way to look at them. Mm-hmm. Just simply didn't know what to think or couldn't understand their, their way of thinking or line of thinking because we didn't have the same experience. In the military, you're going to get those experiences, or you're going to understand where people come from. Because, frankly, I mean, I I don't know the statistics. I'm sure white people are still maybe slightly the majority in the military. But at many of my commands, or at least one of them certainly, white people were not the majority at that command. And the military gives you a perspective from that standpoint that you just won't get anywhere else. In, my, in Miami, one of my good buddies, he was black. He drove a Camaro in Miami, Florida. He got pulled over by police who told him he didn't own the car he was driving, but it was his car. Wow. I, I mean, once you start seeing these things in your real life, mm-hmm. your perspective changes. Whatever you're told growing up, maybe you're not told anything at all. I, I was saying for Evan, Jacob, and I, it, it has nothing to do with necessarily feeling any or being – bad towards anybody or it can just be ignorance from a standpoint of you simply don't
0: know someone else's story because you haven't come across it before or hasn't yeah, affected your life at I all i think that's the biggest thing too is especially for us like i said we're just ignorant to it mm-hmm. and in
2: the military i got nothing
0: but experience with where other people come
2: from and their life experiences of all different races and diversity and it made me sad, certainly, to hear what people are going through. I mean, when my best friend or one of my good friends comes into work and he tells me what happens to him, or I'm with him and I just fundamentally see that he's being tr- uh, treated differently by police. There's just no, there's just no ambiguity there. People, mm-hmm. you can you can get at home if you have no experience. That's what I've actually also noticed. Many people who have a certain stance on this that everyone is already treated equally rarely have any experience with the other individual's standpoint and what they're actually going through. So I maybe the number one thing I can say that I take away from the military that is so beneficial to me is the amount of experience I have from other people's backgrounds because of them telling me that I never would have had staying in my bubble in a specific little town in Wisconsin and I think a lot of people are breaking out of that and are getting more of that experience but the military more than any other entity I know in the United States teaches teaches people and preaches that we are all the same we are all equal yeah we all got the same haircut and yeah it gets a little down and dirty in the military but really it 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 teaches you that we are all the same each of our lives is equally valuable and maybe no other place more than any other teaches that more than the military. So I really respect that element of it. Um, But yeah, so it really changed my perspective. Coming home, you know, whether it's talking with my own family or other people, I think the main thing that I've been able to get through and hear that has maybe really warmed my heart a little bit is people more so acknowledge that this stuff is happening and they're not fighting it actively. It's more that they just never understood Mm -hmm. or maybe that they just recognize, you know, I just can't relate to what they're going through. And that even is a huge step. If you can stop saying that you know what's going on or whatever that you feel like, because, you know, I'm not going to name names because that's just not appropriate. But I have talked to individuals who simply said, you know, what I realized is that for as long as I was saying that I thought everyone was treated equal, the reality is I just didn't know what other people were going through. Yep. And you never would have because it's not in your immediate realm of interaction in life. If, if. If, if black individuals are going through a tough time, but you don't live in a community where there are a multitude of them, you maybe aren't going to know what they're going through. So how can you then in turn judge what their life is like? You mm-hmm. just can't. And I just don't think, you know, now it's getting into controversy a little bit, but I just don't think white people have played their role in helping everyone succeed in life.
0: So speaking on that point, I saw something on Twitter where it was, Someone who had posted and said, we don't, and I, it was, a, I think it was a person of color that had posted it, but they said, like, we don't owe you guys explanations on any of this. This is for you guys to figure out. You guys have to do your own self-discoveries and your own investigations on where you guys are wrong. We don't have to explain it to you because you guys are the ones that are, like, propelling a lot of this kind of attitude you know and i i agree i mean it's a a lot of it is on us we have to do our own like research and figure out our own viewpoints on this on our own it's not for them to hold our hand Mm -hmm. that was just people i mean
2: getting back to what you made in a previous point it really gets me riled up but i gotta say it when people who are moving out of a community into a new one who are trying to better their lives if somebody's leaving milwaukee per se and maybe they're achieving something moving somewhere else and you view a new let's say black american moving into your community and you're like oh man maybe our community is going down a hole or we need to move out you need to look at yourself because this is the perfect opportunity for people of any race to come together and be like what a great community we could build here what a Mm -hmm. great opportunity I don't know. That really frustrates me, and I feel like white people need to look at themselves and their own communities and determine what makes a great community. It really gets
0: me riled up. Well, you know, it should, and all of that is justified. Like like DJ said, there's a lot of anger and justified anger at that. So Mm -hmm. I think it's good that especially in like what we're doing right now we can talk about it and express the, these feelings and
1: exactly like I, like i said before it's just having those conversations is just so important
2: and something that you don't see in your own life and this should be obvious and it is for most but just because you don't see something in your own life doesn't mean other people's other people aren't being adversely affected by something Mm-hmm. You need to keep that in mind. If it hasn't affected you, it doesn't mean it's not affecting others. And keep that in mind when you're judging whether or not something is significant or not
1: or matters. Yep, 100% agree.
0: All right, well, I think we've kind of spoken Absolutely. our pieces yeah, on that. I think, so I think we're good on that. I, I figured that and COVID would be the two biggest ones that we would have good good conversations mm-hmm. about. So I'm glad that we really kind of dug into those more. But Me too. Mm-hmm. It, it's very... One thing that I really appreciate about us three and our group of friends in general is that, for the most part, we're all really open-minded and we will listen when people talk.
1: I would add level-headed as well. You know, when you're having these conversations, like, don't raise your voice. I I understand this is such a frustrating topic for so many people, just, like, trying to convey your point as level-headed as possible. I mean that's just kind of describing like our friend group, I mean, right? We have yes. these conversations exactly,
0: and I think that's hard to find nowadays. I mean, mm-hmm. A lot of people, if you try and have conversations like this with some of them, they'll resort to those ad hominem attacks and just go for yeah, you they personally. Gets an attack on exactly. Them when it's not. It and it's not. It's not a, like I said. It's not a sign of weakness to try and learn something new.
2: And this really isn't a political issue.
1: It's not. It's not a, a of, political issue. It's like a human. Yeah, game. yeah. And exactly. That's what's so ironic about this concept. Is there something
2: political
0: about what we're saying?
1: Yeah. And people, something
2: political uh, about this. And a lot of or people, they shouldn't. They yeah, shouldn't. They, be. Exactly. they shouldn't. Yeah.
0: A lot of people like to point that way, and it's just not. It's it's a human issue, and it needs to be addressed. Now, if
2: you want to talk about how the government handles money, now that's a different, <laughs> that's a different
1: concept, people. That's a different concept. Oh, man. What's the next topic? Let's see if that was a good transition about how we... Well,
0: can... I was going to just quickly mention, because we did briefly mention it during the stock market talks, but uh, the, the COVID-19 crash versus getting back to decent levels... Uh, they calculated the number of trading days that the crash endured, I guess you could call it. Uh, and the COVID-19 crash was 117 trading days, and it did, had a 34% drop. The next one was Black Monday, and that was 402 trading days. So the COVID-19 crash was almost a quarter of the time that the second shortest like bear market like. Whatever you want to call it, coming back from the grave, so it it was a very quick turnaround. Hmm. But I think we talked about the stock market a decent amount earlier, so
1: and like just talking about this now after the GameStop stuff, it's almost just thinking. I have no idea how the stock market works. If I'm being 100 well, percent honest, I like it's so- in my opinion, it feels like it's. And honestly, I know it's not actual gambling. Um, like betting overs and unders and all that stuff against sports games. It just feels like everything is such a gamble. Well, it pretty Even much is. You like have a good tip about, I mean, again, we've talked about so many stocks. And, I mean, some of them have crushed it. Some of them may have not, right. I mean, with our investments. So, I mean, in my opinion, it just feels like such a gamble. Like there's, you know, there's the higher ups are just like the bookies that just control the stock market. But that's my own conspiracy theory about how the stock market is. There's kind of a right. lot of
0: that that's been coming through the past couple months. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't blame a lot of people for thinking that. But to that point of not knowing a lot about it, I didn't know, like, anything about the stock market. But two things that I heard that kind of, like, opened my eyes a little more to how the stock market works is, one, stock market, all of the values are based on emotion for the most part.
1: Okay. Like emotions and- of the buyers? like the the traders I should say yeah pretty much
0: I mean if someone's confident in what they're doing they're gonna buy if someone's not confident they're not gonna buy or they're gonna sell because Mm -hmm. they think that it's gonna drop so it's all emotional if you are in the mindset one day that you think this is gonna do well you can throw a ton of money at it but if it's all based on how you're feeling based that that kind of is where I sit on it how true that actually comes to be but
1: again with gambling how emotional are you about the Chiefs or the Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl coming up? Exactly. Tell me there's a difference between gambling on sports and gambling on whether, I don't even know if I can name a company name or else we'll get in trouble. No, that's fine. If we can, we, like, we get
0: it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the second thing was, I just thought it was kind of funny, is the I heard a quote that was like, the stock market is the only market that when there's a sale, everyone runs out of the market. Basically, that saying very true. so if stocks drop, everyone runs out. Yeah, so it's just funny to think of those little nuances about it that are different than what you normally look at. But, yep, stock drops are opportunities,
2: people. Exactly,
0: I see, mm-hmm. and that's where a lot of us got into it. So, uh, the another big one going from Australia to the US was California and uh, that coast on. The US had a lot of issues with big wildfires in 2020 as well. And one of the biggest stats that I saw that was kind of startling was some of them were caused by like lightning strikes and natural occurrences, but they estimate that 85 to 90% were caused by humans like cigarette butts and.
1: I thought when this first came to the news cycle, that actually happened from a gender reveal. There was one that did, yeah. There was one that did. Oh, man. Let's cancel gender reveals, people. Just, like, have a balloon and pop it. Yeah, right? All right, just ask yourself, if you're buying pyrotechnics to announce the gender of your baby, like, take a step back. Let's (laughs) reel it in. We don't need it.
0: But, yeah, that stuff, and then just, like, Discarding cigarettes, like I said, or not properly taking care of campfires and stuff like that, especially in a year where a lot of places saw like record amounts of no rainfall. And I know that's why Australia got hit as hard as they did, is because they had very little amounts of rainfall throughout 2020, so or 2019 into 2020, I guess I should say. But just be conscientious of what you're doing and. Take care of the planet because we only have one, so at least for now, until we can figure something else out.
1: Yeah, looking at you, Elon. <laughs> I, was to, I was literally
0: about to say, Looking at you, Elon. That is okay. Get Aww, it. How
1: cute would have been if we would have set at the same time? And you would have owned me,
2: me a Pepsi. Or... We just
1: like Jacob gets a jinx on us, and like neither of us can talk the rest of the episode. It's like, Well, shoot, oh man, uh, where's so, the nearest Coke? Yeah,
0: so other than. COVID and all of the Black Lives Matter demonstrations, I think the other biggest thing that people probably had to deal with was the election in the US, so at least for us. I know out of the country, it's probably not as much of a factor. All but... of our
1: international listeners. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'm sure some of you were still watching it just to see how it ended up because I know a... you skipped killer bees.
1: <laughs> yeah. You, um, Killer bees? You mean murder hornets?
2: Oh, I'm sir? sorry. Either uh, just... <laughs> either <laughs> sounds bad. <laughs> I
0: want to get the big ones out of the
1: way first. Oh. But well, what's bigger than a murder hornet? I'm yeah, sorry. I mean,
0: uh, at the end of the day, I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to see one in my. Bedroom. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I don't want one in my house. That's for sure. But uh, this 2020 election was <laughs> monumental. <laughs> I guess you could say it was a very tight race, and it was. Pushed a lot. I mean, just for a statistic, the the cost of this election was almost double the the past two elections. So it was a very hard fought battle on both sides, and would w- depend either side you're on. It it was a I would say annoying election for me personally because. How many ads I saw everywhere and anywhere I went, but
1: yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> wasn't the total spending like 12.8 billion?
0: Like right around there, it was. I know I glanced thir- at 13.2 the- billion.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Things we could have done with that money,
1: right? With B, okay, uh, totally random, but podcast idea, um, early election strategies and topics. Hey, man, you're not supposed to tell us. All right. Um, disregard. Cut this.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so the outcome is done already. So we can speak on that. Trump lost the election, whether he admits to it or not. And Joe Biden is the new president currently. So that happened. And Trump is currently going through his second impeachment. And the trials are ongoing, I believe, as we speak. Correct me if I'm wrong.
2: Well, the main argument there is whether or not that's actually legal. The main argument there is whether or not that's actually legal as far as can you impeach a president who is no longer even in office? Right. I
1: was generally wondering like how that would work out because it was so close to his actual. I don't know. Do we call it, like an exit date or his term ending? Yeah, etc. But yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, it's twice. Pretty much.
0: But yeah, the. The the spending on this election was huge. The number of votes recorded, I believe, was record breaking. And it was just a a very controversial election. Did even- you guys
1: watch like the live election results? Like as they came in with like the guy in front of the TV screen, like pointing every five seconds? I did not. Oh man. That was like so like just anxiety filled because I mean regardless of like who you voted for. Just the fact that it was so close. Right. Like counties because the guy on TV was saying, like, this is the biggest county in Florida to ever vote of all time, ever. It's going to decide the rest of your life. La di da di da. Everyone watch this right now, like driving up the ratings. Yeah. And me watching that was like, Oh my god. Like I don't know the county in Florida, I don't know its name, <laughs> but like that one county in Florida is gonna just determine the rest of my life. Like I used the Florida example, but that was just kind of all over the place, like with yeah. the swing states. So, I mean, I don't know if you guys want
0: to speak on that anymore, but, I mean, it was just a very, very big election, and a lot of people had a lot of opinions on a lot of things after the fact, whether they were good or bad, depending on which side you were on. So... It's over now, for the most part, other than that ongoing impeachment trial, which who knows where that's going to end up. It could just end up being null and void, or it could end up going through, who knows. But, aside from that, the only other thing is that Trump is the first president to be impeached twice. Now, he hasn't been officially kicked out of, well, he's already out of office, but kicked out of office and unable to run again kind of thing,
1: but... Do we know what he's up to? Like, is he just kind of, like, chilling somewhere?
0: Chilling somewhere in Florida. Must be nice. Uh, So, other than that, we had the COVID vaccine that got approved towards the end of the year. And got. we had two of them, one from Pfizer and one from Moderna, uh, both around 95% effective rates. So, those both got rolled out towards the end uh in an emergency rollout so
2: for as bad as 2020 has been uh our our technology advancements have been pretty darn impressive i mean you want to uh-huh. look at the kobe uh kobe the COVID vaccination kobe, <laughs> kobe? oh no, no no, that's what i was no, gonna bring up No, later. that's and, uh, too soon
0: dude yeah kobe kobe bryant <laughs> no. and his daughter yeah. passed away in 2020 as well and early 2020 so that's that's a a sad point very
2: sad yeah but uh but as far as like good things is goes to show how um impressive how quickly companies can produce a vaccine right <laughs> yeah, 100%. we like, didn't think it was possible especially I
0: mean, when we had no knowledge of it until february march and certainly for them to have rolled it out in nine months or so, it's pretty impressive. When
1: doesn't the typical vaccine, and obviously, people listening, I'm clearly not a scientist. A typical vaccine <laughs> Wait, doesn't take like three to five. Yeah, i actually <laughs> a, no uh, doesn't It doesn't typically take like anywhere between three and five years to develop and roll out. And the fact that we have multiple vaccines is pretty impressive. I mean, look at just the innovation, not only in the healthcare space, but just like I mentioned before, like all the restaurants adapting to, you know, delivering their food, delivering their products. Yeah. Um, you just saw so much innovation in every single industry. And um, I mean, one of the quote unquote positives of what COVID brought was just kind of the innovation and the ingenuity kind of, of humans, like what we can do when faced with a problem, right? We can adapt like businesses in every single industry adapted because this virus affected every single industry. So it was cool to see that. Especially the strip clubs. Oh my god. I was just I was just thinking like technology companies, grocery stores, and like, no, we need to focus on boober or whatever it was. Boober called. eats. Boober eats, yep.
0: But those the election, the demonstrations for the Black Lives Matter movement and COVID were Probably the top three biggest things that happened in our lives, personally, outside of the U.S. I'm sure there was other stuff, uh, especially in, like, Australia for the bushfires and that stuff. But there are a a few smaller, not smaller, they're still impactful events, but on the grand scale, they weren't as long-term. Like we said, Kobe had passed away in a helicopter accident. Him and Early, his daughter, yeah. yeah, him and his daughter yeah. both passed away after a helicopter crash earlier in 2020. Um, we had the explosion of the factory in Beirut because of the uh, yeah. chemical. That video is nuts. It that is. It is, is nuts.
2: I've watched so many, particularly a guy who was just like on his cell phone recording in
0: like a uh, hotel or something. Yep. Time it is one of the recording. most nuts videos I've ever seen in my life. Right, yeah. and uh, that's one of the cool. Uh, quote-unquote cool things that we have now is we have uh, access to those videos and stuff because people have so much accessibility to video cameras and cameras in general that we can see stuff like that. So it's very sad what happened, and it, it was avoidable, but it did happen, and our hearts go out to everyone who is affected by that as well. So other than that, I don't have too many other big things we have I
1: guess the only other thing I would say just kind of going back to COVID is sure. I mean huge shout out to all the essential workers all like the nurses doctors that were
0: especially yes
1: on that on the front lines you know battling this disease that I mean we've never seen before or this type of disease so I mean enormous props to to you guys and everything that you do I mean it's all done for other people and it's super inspiring um, I know I have several people in my life close to me that are involved in healthcare, involved just in the healthcare industry, and just the amount of work that's been put in to the research, been put into like the administration of vaccines to caring for these patients. Um, I mean, you're all incredible. I mean, I can never imagine doing what you do uh, considering I just sit at my desk in my sweatpants the entire day. So, I mean, just the, not enough can be said for you know, Abs- what you all do.
0: Absolutely. Huge shout out to everyone on the front lines helping to, to battle this this worldwide problem. It's very inspiring to see people really put their all into helping others. So, A um, couple other celebrity deaths. We had Alex Trebek passed away. 20- tragic. Oh, Just man. tragic.
1: Absolutely. Dude, rest in peace. My favorite thing... Now that it's on Netflix, it's just binge watching Jeopardy. Same, like just his charisma on stage, and he interacts with every single person that's on that show. He's low little key, kind of savage. He's kind oh yeah, of he throws zingers at people, oh, and yeah. like
0: doesn't even like. I'm not like, sure if he knows he it, but will he is just you alive through. and not
1: care. <laughs> Rest in peace.
0: So funny. Uh, we had his passing. Eddie Van Halen passed away. Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, so those are some of the more notable deaths that had occurred. There's obviously a ton more that I'm not going to mention because I don't have them in front of me, but those are some of the bigger names, and other than that, I think that's most of the list.
1: Is that, that a I wrap had. on 2020?
2: Wow, what a year!
0: Yeah. Man, what a year. And not necessarily
1: in a good way. Yeah. I mean, this was our... I th- I'm pretty sure this is our longest recording time, too. Yeah, yeah maybe, the, maybe
2: the uh, was Jay will have to break this up into two parts. I'm not sure, but... Well, and I mean,
0: we're yeah. not even done with a lot of this stuff. So it's t- 2021, and we're still dealing with some of this. So,
1: yeah. Like, granted, my audio quit. Have, well, I guess I shouldn't say that. That doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah.
0: We had a little technical issue. Evan's yeah. audio kind of cut out. Yeah, but... My
1: laptop from when I was uh, 15 ran out of disk space. It's just so. a little...
2: Uh, Tease from twenty twenty. <laughs> back to mm, you know, sprinkle of a teaser. Oh, oh there, there it is. All there right, is. that's that's our
1: time to, to, g- to say. I think that's our cue to get out yeah, of here. Yeah, that's our well,
0: cue to. Much like twenty twenty, we're gonna head out of this out of this business. Not out of the not out of the podcast. That's what say. Are we but breaking? <laughs> on? Is this the is band it. We're on? done. We're all done. Uh, signing out is the
2: Trap Master. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it really is. It's so hard Wait, to figure what was, this out. What was I? I forgot what, what you, you were. It? The three, the uh, three blue eyes white dragon combo. You were, you were basically Kaiba. <clears> but <throat> I didn't want to say Kaiba because I don't want to get sued by Yu Gi Oh. Yeah, Jacob, right. it's uh,
1: the ultimate three eyes uh, blue. Or shoot, I it's, don't know what's called now. <laughs> it's the blue eyes blue, ultimate dragon. Blue eyes ultimate yeah. dragon. Thank you. Yes, so, yes.
0: yeah, I think that's it for us on this one. So. I hope you guys are staying safe, staying healthy, doing what you can to get by in these difficult times. And hopefully we're at the tail end of all of this madness and things can resume mostly back to normal and in the near future.
2: But, yep, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, hopefully 2021 is a much better year.
0: Don't. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Don't hold us to that. <laughs>